Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wildbo's least chill work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Judgment, Chapter 16.1. Before I get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Kenneth manages to defeat Charles and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. Woo! I got out of the mirror! Woo! Woo! <laughs> She's back! I'm back! <laughs> Thank you, Elliot, for taking my place, but I <laughs> am taking it back over. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! Just in time for the last fucking arc of this book, which is insane. Which is insane, as is tradition. <laughs> I, mean, so. I mean, it's it's like, yeah, yeah. So the reason we're only covering one chapter is because um, I read this chapter I- a while ago, and I thought I read both sixteen point one and sixteen point two because I was like, so much shit happened. And I was doing my notes today and I was like, wait, we haven't gone to the next chapter yet? That's like, you know, listening to the audiobook, like that's so weird. And then getting to the end and being like, oh no, that's the last thing I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 we're just gonna do 16.1 today and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Please. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to talk about it. Um <laughs> we're gonna Yeah, it's a new arc. Um, what does judgment mean, Malia? Well, I looked up some different definitions um so one aspect of judgment is it's the ability to make considered decisions or to come to sensible conclusions um sort of like discernment um i feel like judgment is one of the like seven fruits or nine gifts of the holy spirit or some shit Hmm. i have those reversed i think it's seven gifts nine fruits whatever um and i could look that up but i didn't (laughs) you could have but you know it just occurred to me now. <laughs> um, but, you know, that so that bodes well. And then, like, decisions of a court or judge, um, the the judgment in a legal context is, um, it's like the final verdict sort of a thing. But, like, even after a court case is, like, like a trial is done... The judge still has to like officially file and submit like the judgment, like you know the jury can set up and say guilty or not guilty or whatever, and the the judge still has to go and like file it, and that's called a judgment. Hmm. Um, which isn't that exciting have a legal sense, but it does have a legal sense. And then uh, another term of judgment is like judgment day. Um, like so, like shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, like, so, like, misfortune or calamity viewed as divine punishment, um, or, like, the, like, a, like, day of reckoning kind of a thing. So either it's, like, Sodom and Gomorrah, or it's, like, revelation. Like, that kind of, like, shit is getting real because of divine powers beyond our control. Um, and then tarot is fun, um, and judgment is one of the cards of the major arcana, and specifically, it's the second to last card. Um, so it comes right near the end, which is fitting for the story. Um, it's number 20. And it's about like self-reflection and self-evaluation. Like, you know, it can signal a time is coming or it is a time to like really sit down and like evaluate your shit in the sense of like a last judgment kind of deal. Um, or maybe like Osiris weighing you type of thing. Um, it can be a sign that you're judging yourself too harshly. Um, and then it also, yeah, it, it can have to do with like resurrection or awakening in the sense of like, like judgment day, right. Where like Mm -hmm. the, um, Christian view, um, why you weren't supposed to get cremated back in the day is that like, you needed that your body later because you were, you would be resurrected. Um, and it would be a new a new period would start. Things would come to an end and things would begin. Um, and so that really fits this period of the story, right? Like mm-hmm. things are coming to an end um, and maybe right. new things are beginning. 
things but also to an end, which is shit's gonna get fucking insane it's gonna be uh, wild it's Elliot compared a recent pale chapter to like packed on steroids, and then mm. I reread this chapter and I was like, "No, it's not. Like, <laughs> like the scale is bigger in terms of how many people and whatever are involved." And I, but like, but this shit's wild. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> oh, packed. We love packed you. has just no chill. Packed has no chill. <laughs> And we love it. We love it. it. So I wanted to share with you guys one other judgment. (laughs) (laughs) This is so stupid. But I'm gonna (laughs) So um I was trying to look up the the chapter online and for some reason I wasn't really thinking and I didn't type packed or whatever. I just typed judgment sixteen dot one. So what came up was the Bible judges (laughs) sixteen chapter one. I'm going to read you guys what that is right now. <laughs> All right. This is this is Judges chapter 16, verse 1. Okay. One day, Samson went to Gaza. He saw a prostitute there, and he had sex with her. The end. It's <laughs> a great stretch of a story. Uh, yeah, is this so- when Samson still had hair? Could you figure that out? You know, I didn't. I didn't. I guess honest, the end of look. the Samson story is. No, he still did have hair. Yeah, he did because he okay. met Delilah a little after that. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Wow. Cool. So he. Wow. So he. Sorry, just reading this. He's saw a prostitute, <laughs> had sex with her. People in Gaza were told Samson is here. They surrounded the place where he was staying. They lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They kept quiet, saying, "In the morning, we're gonna kill him." Samson lay there until midnight. Then at midnight, he got up and took hold of the city gates with his two posts. He lifted up the gates, put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill. The face is Hebron. And then he fell in love with Delilah later on. (laughs) (laughs) What's... Why? Why why do we need to know about the prostitute? Because that's why they wanted to kill him, I guess. Really? I thought it was just like, they already wanted to kill him and he happened to he be just, like, took a break. like it's a little bit of a detail like this is where he was like like he stopped here for lunch <laughs> yeah except like he saw a prostitute and <laughs> yeah you're just like great i mean i don't know and, like you know i don't know who wrote this it, it, it was a detail <laughs> that was important to them at the time i don't think god was like mate you need to make sure <laughs> Make sure they knows that there was a prostitute. Like, why did they choose to put this in the Bible? I don't know, but well, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it seems it doesn't even seem to pass that much judgment. Like, I yeah, can't just tell like, whether it's like it. this was. Yeah, it's just like this is what this is what was happening. Yeah, this like this this happened, and it's like a weird you know. like establishing detail, and then it's like, and then these dudes wanted to fucking kill him, and you're like, oh shit. But just like there was a prostitute. There was a prostitute. Mm, he slept with her. Yeah, I mean, I guess it happens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? Oh, I don't understand. Yeah, my question but is how does that connect to this chapter? Because it must. The thing, it has to because it came up when I Googled it. Right. right? So, okay. So let's think. Who is Samson and who is a prostitute? <laughs> do i need to read the summary first and then we can like yeah maybe we'll come back yeah we can come back to it okay i'm gonna read the summary and then we're gonna decide (laughs) who's samson and who's a prostitute okay (sighs) rose comes face to face with the lawyers while blake feeds her memories imitations of the dead come to torment the living everyone fights face all decides to maybe be helpful but is taken over by flute magic and a rocket launcher to the rescue (laughs) okay this is gonna be difficult so if the dudes laying in wait to kill samson are the lawyers but no but no no no, wait that's 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 too far ahead the only thing applicable (laughs) is one day samson went to gaza he saw a prostitute there and he had sex with that's it that is the first verse so we can't go on we can't okay okay i know is we can make this a discussion question <laughs> but we might not be able to get to it because reddit is protesting woo rightly so but anyway yeah um 
We'll just let you dwell on it, readers. You know, yeah. you should you should Who's, do a little bit of this. Who is the prostitute to yourself? You? <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the yeah? What is like, who what is, is who is Samson? To, who is like where is Gaza? Where is Gaza? Where is Gaza? Mm. What is sex? Like what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We can come back to this later, Malia. I mean, where is Gaza? Where is Gaza? Uh, well all right this is not the kind of biblical like examination like (laughs) that like uh i don't think this is exactly what they mean when like you know study the bible you know i just don't think i i don't know i don't know you know what they put it in there okay Right, like, who like, are we to pick and choose what we do or do yeah. not close and, read? And also, that's the only part of, like, the verse. Like, like that's the that's it. Two sentences. They couldn't add anything else in there. Just like, he went to Gaza, he saw a prostitute there, and he had sex with her. The end. <laughs> I, it's, hmm. How, how do they break up verses in the Bible? I don't know. You're a better Catholic than I am, Leah. I mean... <laughs> I don't remember being taught that, but I don't know. Well, I mean, knows. well, they don't teach you how to write the Bible. It just happens, <laughs> you know. But like sometimes they'll teach you about how the about Bible how was did it. written. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they just didn't think. I also don't know how chapters important. are broken up. No one's taught me any of this. Yeah, and why? I'm just like, why? <clears throat> not not only is that a verse in itself, it's the first fucking verse. Well, it's establishing, you know? Yeah. It's like... But, like, they could have still been, like... what, when, where. But they also... It could also have been, like, people in Gaza were told Samson is here. And then Samson saw a prostitute and had sex with her. (laughs) And then they surrounded the place, you know? No, but... (laughs) Right, like, that's... that Those details are just establishing. It's not actually important. But, like, (laughs) yeah. But why but like why why did they say the prostitute why didn't they say like he stopped at the cafe and had some hummus or whatever you know because that's inaccurate and or a weird you know? euphemism <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay we better <laughs> okay that's not what i meant it as but you know what fair play oh i'll try to do that <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um. You know. All that being said, Malia, what did you think of this chapter? <laughs> this chapter was a lot. And like, up on our brief discussion before this podcast, maybe not quite as insane as I thought, but in a way that is worse for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Yep. I don't know. It was nuts. You can almost compare it to this verse in terms of like <laughs> it's so short, but it says so much. It says so much. It says so much. So many things happen. So many things happen. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we'll start with talking about how Rose comes face to face with the lawyers while Blake feeds her memories. Um. Yeah. So one thing that I uh, reflect a lot in my notes for this chapter is the fact that like we're in Rose's perspective, basically. And like... I think the argument, or, you know, like, it's that Blake is so deep in Rose's perspective that he doesn't emerge at all during this chapter. Um, Like, I mean, to the point where it doesn't feel like we're in Blake's perspective. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, I'm curious as to why Wildo's made this decision. Like, I don't think it's a bad decision. Um, It's just, like, why break this rule that you've established where unless it's an interlude arc you're like first person blake um the last few chapters last arc got really close to rose but there'd still be points where blake would like you know rear his head up and be like i'm here and this is what i'm experiencing and usually you know like his decision to give rose the power of friendship and those things were like we were experiencing that through blake's point of view Mm-hmm. Whereas a couple of times in this chapter, Rose, we're, we see Rose experience Blake doing shit in her head, but like from her point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's just like 
like I I mean I'm really enjoying this. It's a really cool opportunity to get to understand this character who's really fascinating and really complicated and like, you know, an antagonist for our protagonist often. Um mm-hmm. and it is probably a lot simpler and maybe a little bit more dynamic to be in the head of the point of view who's like has more agency. Um Although Blake is literally in her head, and so we could be pretty close to all of those thoughts and decisions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does help me understand a little bit about, like, you know, she gets really upset about Alexis and is like, I've never been upset about a human before. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, you get to, you know, Blake wouldn't necessarily be able to phrase it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, because again, he's in her head. It's this weird thing where, like, I'm not sure... If we'll just sort of transition back into Blake, you know, like, will this art kind of be like going back and forth between them? I really do think he needs to get out of her head because like, like, Wabo missed his chance for this story not to be about Blake. Like, <laughs> like, like eight arcs ago, he made the decision to bring this dude back and like cemented like, no, this is this. This is Blake's story. Um, And so him sort of slowly fading into another character without us being able to really experience that with him doesn't feel satisfying. Um, So I guess there's a chance that maybe he doesn't emerge from Rose, but we do get the final like merger of this person from Blake's perspective. Um, And I mean, yeah, we have another 12 ish chapters, I think to do that in. Um, But I just, it felt kind of significant that like we never bounce to Blake. It's like third person, very close on Rose. Yeah. Um, and we're already worried about him, like, losing all of his self and shit. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's like, poor Blake. I know. Um, and, like, kind of poor Rose. And it's just, like, they they keep trying to be generous with each other. While mm-hmm. also, like, being really fucked up by the things the other person's doing. And it's really painful. And also the things that they're doing. Um, Like, Blake really fucked up his whole self by giving rose emotions yeah um but also like that maybe really helped um yeah but yeah um we see the lawyers and blake think blake (laughs) rose thinks about them and is like oh that one's possessed by a demon and that one's creepy as fuck (laughs) and you know maybe one of them was the one who like took me to toronto i'm not sure if that was definitely confirmed um but you know kind of thinking about the group that is against them and then thinking about the group that she's roped into this um yeah diana's kind of like out on her own um isadora has like backed up to the point where Paige is exposed um because you know is it because she's immortal and so something that can destroy you is scarier if you're immortal um or she can see more than other people can so she sees more whatever and then there's the elder sister who really gives off strong like Anne and Deb vibes to me, who's just like, I <laughs> like what the fuck? Like a little like less obnoxious, but very similar vibes. And I wonder if I mean, presumably Deb knows of this coven. If not, like straight up knows them, and that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about them interacting. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Like, I wonder almost if, like, she, like, was a part of this group and then was, like, blow by. Or maybe is still. We don't see her in, like, red robes or whatever, but I don't know. Elemental chicks. Elemental. Um, but yeah, so then Levin is like, Lewis, can you please get your shit together? <laughs> um, and yeah. And yeah. then Blake is, like, like, Rose realizes that Blake is, like, pushing up a bunch of memories that he's finding about the lawyer's specifically like she rose talks about how you know grandma rose had written all these diaries and like had like theoretically included everything um like even to the point where she talked about like her diabolus conference in new york and how they like had an orgy or whatever which sounds horrifying yeah that's like (laughs) it just sounds so awful (laughs) um especially because thinking about like black lamb's blood i'm like i don't want to i don't want to you know um yeah (laughs) yeah uh it was satisfying getting a a tiny little bit of detail about her husband 
um, that like she did find a dude and he was shitty and he abandoned them. And it was like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> like figured it out. Um, and then one thing that I liked was that she, I think Rose compares the diaries to like files at a law firm. Um, mm-hmm. There's um something that happens in a lawsuit called the discovery process um or just called discovery where you're obligated to like give the other side all of the all of your shit that you have that's related to the case um because it's not fair for them to be like blindsided by things or to not you know like you're like okay I'm pretty sure that you fucked me over but like I don't have the exact evidence to prove it and our legal system like is like yeah you have to give them all the you have to give them all the shit but like part of the part of that is giving so much shit that it's a little overwhelming and they have to like sift through to find the good stuff um and part of it is being like being comprehensive and like responding to the discovery requests in a way that isn't like hiding anything and that's an interesting sort of balance um Mm -hmm. between like yeah and so back in the day because now it's electronic. Um, but back in the day, there'd just be like boxes and boxes and boxes of like paper that mm-hmm. would be taken to another law firm for them to look through. And just kind of most of that shit is not useful or relevant. Um, mm-hmm. And so trying to sift through and figure out what, like find the narrative among all the garbage. <laughs> yeah. That's um, yeah. Uh... They put baby attorneys. Uh, to the task of doc review or document review and Mm. that just means um going through all of the files and all of the documents for a case and trying to figure out like you do it both before you send discovery stuff over and like after you get discovery stuff sent um Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out like what is relevant um and if there's any sort of like legal privilege that applies that would mean that you didn't have to give it up um and so it's a bit mind-numbing and they put baby attorneys on it um yeah that's 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 painful yeah ben's like weirdly good at it for some reason that reminds me of this is very different but for some reason it kind of reminds me of uh when i was in high school i did a that internship at the police department Uh uh-huh with uh that lab where they tested for drugs Mm -hmm. like they you know, would get sent evidence with like like crack pipes and stuff like that, and they'd test them and see how much drugs uh, were there, basically. Um, nice. And I remember when I first started there, because um, the, there was only one person that worked in the lab, and she ended up being really cool. Um, but literally, she had me sorting her paper clips. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's just to see if I was going to be a good worker or something, but like she had like a shit ton of paper clips and she was just like, okay, yeah, you need to sort these. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do like, it. By size? Yeah, I think it was by size. Yeah. Wild. There were a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, I guess after that, she liked me and I started to get to look at more drugs and stuff. Ooh. Yeah. There's a, there a fuckload of drugs. I think my first day, there were like 13 little baggies of cocaine damn and then like learn how to wash out a meth pipe with like i believe acetone or something because like what What? (laughs) so yeah so it was it's all like about like sentencing and stuff right so like the amount of drug that you that they that you find on them is the amount of years that they get sentenced for or they try Mm -hmm. to get sentenced for Mm -hmm. so if so you have to try to get all the remnants of the drug out of the pipe or whatever so that wow. you can see how much yeah then you weigh it you can look at it under a microscope or you can use the like what is it was it the spectrometer thingy my bobber can tell i retained a lot <laughs> but it was pretty like cool. i feel like i've heard of that on some sort of mass spectrometer i feel like i've heard of that on a ncis yeah. or some shit yeah it's cool it tells like how you know basically like how much of junk is in things Weird. If I'm thinking of the right, maybe not mass spectrometer, but that was the word on some show. <laughs> like it's just a spectrometer. Okay. I don't know. You know what? It's been a long time, so I might be butchering a bunch of stuff. But like, you know. <laughs> but it was really neat. But yeah, I sorted a lot of paper clips. 
a lot. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, and then I had to like, yeah, they still had some paper files and stuff, and I had to go and like put things in like alphabetical order that took forever. And I don't know, a lot of stuff took a lot. That feels more useful, at least. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe she really liked her paper clips, and the last enter just fucked him up or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't feel like like. The types of paperclips I'm imagining needing to be sorted, like, aren't different enough to matter. Well, yeah, I mean, realistically, it probably did not matter. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know what? I'm trying to make a good impression. I was not going to bitch about it. I yeah. It. I think that there great. were maybe two or three sizes and they were just standard paperclip shape. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a good experience. I mean, that part wasn't that good of an experience, but like overall, it was a good experience. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you gotta earn your, you gotta earn your dues, right? It's just also very like I could see not really being prepared for the intern or whatever, and you're like, oh fuck, like I don't have anything at all for them to do except this is kind of a task. <laughs> so while I figure out other shit that they could actually do, they could do. This. <laughs> uh yeah i don't think it was that <laughs> oh, <bummer. laughs> i mean maybe it was that's being a little i mean again i end up really liking her and like we got along and stuff but like i don't think that it was that charitable <laughs> <sighs> all right is there anything else in this part i don't think so all right imitations of the dead come to torment the living where it I mean, it's kind of a relief that, you know, Blake basically confirms by sending Rose that memory of Alexis that, like, this isn't, that they're not them, they're not real. Um, Like, they're hardcore, but also, like, maybe death isn't eternal torture or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Doug said, which was awful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> so um, but, um, yeah, this was upsetting. Um and interesting and like partly interesting because like these were like you know the big mic drop at the end of last chapter and like they're they seem fairly resolved by the end of this chapter and maybe that's not true but like you know like the whole thing is like are these people gonna succumb to uh these scary dead people and let them unmake them or whatever right and diana seemed to be like most at risk for that um mm -hmm. yeah and um you know she doesn't let it happen and the shepherd's like well bye like goodbye cruel world um <laughs> but you know like it's kind of seems like everyone else is like gonna not just give in to whatever's happening and like once diana was able to do that so yeah i don't know it's kind of interesting um and heart-wrenching but like the fact that these aren't the people is like both a relief and also like i'm like no longer interested in them as like plot devices which maybe is like kind of harsh but like they like rose says like eight times like they're a distraction they're a distraction yeah and like kind of being able to definitively say like oh yeah like these are things made from the memories of the other people um which like makes them super convincing right like i mean it yeah. is really cool because like these people can tell you all sorts of like deep shit about yourself and your relationship with them and like cannot tell you anything else in a way that's really interesting but also because the various people there have memories and connections to those dead people for different reasons like they're not totally one-dimensional like mm -hmm. fell is um an uncle but he's also like conquests employee servant whatever slave yeah. and you know diana killed him and like yeah there's all these other like fell wasn't just his niece's memories or whatever um and that makes them pretty compelling mm -hmm. um uh, yeah but yeah this is the part where we get like rose has an emotion about a human <laughs> 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 which is sad um very sad and we get some people that are like not people um we get like four figures that are like all 
black and featureless is how Rose describes them. And so it's kind of like, oh, these are like people taken by or I guess. That's so sad. Um, It's really sad and interesting that like, 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 I don't know if it's indicative of the fact that like, or doesn't completely and totally destroy people. Um, Because presumably if they were completely gone, like they couldn't be picked out even as this. Yeah. Um, bless you oh thanks um but yeah this part was weird because it was like there were three of these people for her group one of whom was looking at evan and then there was a one for the knights and i was like i would have thought it would be like 12 for the knights and that's all like who else did they lose um i know i mean we know that there were those goblins that are gone um, that would be wild if they brought back some goblins to stare at them. <laughs> um, with like the barest connection to any of them. Yeah. But yeah. Um, um yeah. Callan also somehow like I, you know, feel bad about Callan or whatever. And like, you know, Kristoff's there, so maybe he ha- there's some like sympathetic memory of Callan. But also, mm-hmm. like, he's just like, I gave you baths. Like, you pooped in your diaper. Like, give <laughs> me. It's like, oh my God. Like, we should <laughs> Like, you know, Doug's being distressing, but also, like, cute and great. And Laird's just like, I exist, I guess. I don't know. Um, and Fell's like, maybe I will kill all of you or something. But Callan's just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Everything sucks. (laughs) It's really funny and awful and funny. Um, Also, it's just occurring to me as I'm looking at my notes um, that maybe when he said I gave you baths, he was talking about Kristoff or talking to Kristoff. I thought he was talking to Rose. (laughs) And I was like, why? I was like trying to imagine the world wherein like somehow like the various pieces of this family were coming together like they'd have to spend enough time with each other in the various pieces of their family, like where he would be giving them. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Because <laughs> also, like, the, he probably would have been like eight or something for like the Rose contingent. I'm not sure because he's not that much older than them. So for Kristoff, that makes way more sense. Anyway, um, he's still a lot. <laughs> he's still a lot. Um, but yeah, uh. Face all decides to be like, for the record, like, I hate this. <laughs> and yet, I will do nothing <laughs> to prevent this. Like, thanks a lot. Right. And so Isadora takes the opportunity to be like, see, like, I told you to fucking kill yourself. And it's like, okay, this was not necessary, Isadora. Please, please stop. <laughs> and Rose somehow manages to be like, like jealous of the fact that like Isadora is telling Blake to go that he should have killed himself or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so such a dysfunctional little family. It's like, oh my god, like I guess somebody looking directly into your eyes and being and saying something and then being like, I'm not talking to you is like really fucking rude. (laughs) That is pretty fucking rude. Especially because she could have said you know blake or little warrior or whatever to make it clearer um as opposed to just being like oh rose you don't matter or exist to me um (laughs) so like that's fair to have like a reaction to that but also (laughs) also isadora just like what the fuck this isn't helping blake is like you know maybe an eighth of a person at this point like leave him alone (laughs) like do anything you don't need to rub it in yeah like you're being you're being kind of complete bitch we're so far past the point where that is constructive (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's definitely not constructive (laughs) i don't know if she cared to be about if it was constructive (laughs) or not to be honest i don't think she cared i guess they are facing like demons um yeah i guess that'll make anyone a little testy yeah but and it it is pretty rich how Rose manages to like get mad at Blake for this. (laughs) 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 
it's so funny. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, y'all, I woke up today, and normally I'm like, <clears throat> think I'm one of those people that was supposed to like be awake at night to like tend the fires and whatever night people mm-hmm. were supposed to do. So normally in the morning, I'm like, like I just feel awful. It takes me forever to wake up. But this morning I was kind of like, okay, like I can do this. Like I woke up, I was feeling all good and I was feeling, I was feeling fine. And then like, I started getting sleepy around like 11 and then by like two o'clock, I'm like, this is agony. I have to like sit here at my desk at work and like, I can't function because I'm so tired, but I can't like do anything else other than try to look like I'm working. And yeah because like capitalism is bad or whatever and i thought i i don't know i was like okay we're gonna talk about this chapter and my brain's gonna turn on and it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't you know it's okay at least we're only talking about one I one know. insane chapter it's so good it's oh my god wait insane. and then so rose decides to be like i don't want to die and it's like okay i maybe you're doing some spirit stuff but okay fine and peter's like duh <laughs> And then Kelly's like, what about me? I'm dead. It's like, God damn it. It's like, we've already established that you're not Callan, so fuck off. <laughs> I'm dead. How does it make me feel? <laughs> Do we care? No. Like, shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> um... But yeah, and so Rose is like, how do I deal with the situation? And she's like, maybe Blake will send me more feelings or memories or something that'll help. And then she's like, no, I'm half of this person. Like, maybe I'm supposed to figure this out. So she immediately represses all the feelings that she just got and decides to be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> to like her, you know, allies. Um, And <laughs> is basically like, we've like, Blake and I have been fighting demons. And you've been ignoring that. And now you're buying into their bullshit. And like, how dare you? <laughs> Which, is fair. Which is fair, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. And so she's like, somebody help. And so Blake decides to help by like, making her feel really bad because <laughs> he, I mean, he didn't mean to, but he gave her, he gave her feelings about friends, specifically Alexis. And Very then he's like, oh, hey. I can help. Look, here's a here's a memory I have from 20 minutes ago where I saw dead Alexis, like super abyssified. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> and like, I mean, it sucks so bad because Rose is like, like you know, on the one hand, you know, this this is useful and this helps and this is good good you know evidence or whatever, but also like one. I agreed to be a scourge for the abyss, and you gave me a memory that, like, was the abyss trying to get its hooks into you. So that sucks. <laughs> and also, too, like, n- I'm not a sociopath anymore. Like, <laughs> this sucks now. <laughs> yeah, like, why'd you gotta make my job harder, bro? <laughs> and it just, you know, but he's also, like, it is helpful, and it's just so sad that, like, they're, they keep fucking each other up, because they both are trying really hard um and like yeah like blake giving that up is a loss for him and it's just really awful it's pretty awful um <clears throat> excuse me yeah um but yeah so rose is like you know blake is like rose you gotta you gotta center yourself you gotta focus on the now like we don't have time to make plans bitch like you gotta go like the time for plans is over and she's like okay you're right and in like you know what would blake do fashion she's like where's evan (laughs) and evan's like i will help you i will do the thing it'll be fine um meanwhile diana has this like really awful moment where she's like you know i just like have kind of gotten over your death doug and everything's awful and i hate this and so evil zombie doug almost disintegrates her with the power of demons and she manages to like push a button and LED lights like flare up. Was that real? <laughs> it's so fucking cool. <laughs> she just like has like LEDs like wired all down her whole 
body or something, and also she had wings for a second. I don't know. (laughs) 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 And so, like, she's an angel for a sec, and I'm so proud of her, but also, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty cool. (laughs) It's so cool. Um, And it's, like, yeah, I... I know you haven't really read the latest Pale chapter, but Verona's trying to think a lot about what to do and what the big baby is and stuff. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so she's thinking about um, horrors and angels and even like mentions astrology or astronomy, sorry, astronomy for maybe the first time in the story. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, does anyone know anything about astronomy? And I was like, Diana, (laughs) you need Diana. (laughs) Where is she? (laughs) this would be so great and it's it was fun that we were reading this chapter now (laughs) yeah so she's pretty cool um i love her she's an angel everyone starts fighting (laughs) yeah and again the shepherd just immediately gives up (laughs) really shouldn't be that funny he's like fuck it it's not worth it i'm like it's really like traumatizing how he dies and all that (laughs) part of it is that i can't really remember the exact details i know there were three kids it's something about them dying and he's like been obsessed forever with that um so it kind of makes sense. I just, for some, I think I find it funny that like, while Bo has brought this man back into the story just long enough for him to like <laughs> die in a die. super like tragic and horrific way based on like, like this very specific backstory that again, I don't really remember because for us that was like years ago or something, but like that no one else there knows about. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably got to be like, yeah, really. I mean, it's, it's a cool way to be like, these things are scary and bad. Um, but just this man has no more fucks. And so, yeah. Um, so Rose is like, I must rely on the things I have going for me, which is conquest. <laughs> but then also is like, maybe Blake is something I have going for me. So hopefully that was useful and not worse for Blake <laughs> when I she reaches so. out to him as well. <laughs> um, and. So Evan manages to save Rose's life uh, in his classic way where, you know, she's trying to not get shot by Fel and he jumps out of her hand or whatever uh, in a way that like pushes her down, which means the bullet misses, which is cool. Evan's the best. He's the best. And Rose sees like an eyes in the darkness and it's like, oh, fuck, green eyes is going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's probably not what is happening. It's kind of upsetting that you're so afraid of her but also she is scary i guess <laughs> and she does not like you because you've eaten like yeah but also she probably wants to like make sure that nothing bad happens to you because you've eaten like yeah uh wonder where she is because <laughs> it's not her um it's a big imp um that alistair manages to make into a slightly smaller imp <laughs> and then uh it helps a little bit probably yeah and then uh one of the see because we got we got astrologers we got elementalists it really is whatever's happening in pale right now the elder sister strikes the demon with lightning which helps um the lawyers are there they're just chilling (laughs) they're just like well observing everything's fine we have this in the bag i got this in the bag um and then that you know triggers face all to like try to be helpful <laughs> Rose is like literally do something <laughs> he's like okay you're and still the- technically an angel which is technically against these dickheads <laughs> but unfortunately he's also still technically a dog and so he gets taken over by the flute <sighs> and then a little after that rocket launcher time baby this was hype i'm so hype he did we did it (laughs) the rocket launcher was used um it is funny how face all is like maybe gonna do something and then miss lewis is like isn't it nicer when we work together and he's like yeah okay let's talk about it (laughs) and then (laughs) he's like okay let's talk about it and then we hear 
a fate tune and he's like oh my god, oh my god like shit. holy shit because <laughs> we you know remember that the whole thing was we were gonna try to go get the pipes from the abyss or whatever and well the pipes that doesn't matter coming anymore. to you <laughs> Um, and this was the part that I interpreted. So, like, I I read it originally, and I was like, that was a lot I need to process. Because what I thought happened was that Barbatorum slash Johannes shows up with the pipes, and that face all, like, explodes into a big, like, into, like, rays of light, which the lawyers then absorb. And so he's, like, dead now. Um, but there's no evidence of <laughs> Just that the lawyers do absorb some sort of light that comes off of him. And, you know, so presumably he's fully, like, taken over by uh, Barbatorum because of the pipes. And so now we also have an angel on on their side. <laughs> Which is bad. That, I mean, that, yeah, that kind of sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. And, like, him just straight up ceasing to exist, like, hurt my brain more as a reader. Um, even though that's probably a better situation than the one we're in. <laughs> Like, where the fuck do you go? <laughs> Just, like, if now there's an angel that they're controlling as well, like, we're so fucked. Um, it's interesting, like, is Miss Lewis super evil is still a question. Because she doesn't, it's like, she, you know, she doesn't look happy about this. And she starts to say something and then gets, like, blown up with a big rocket launcher. Um, but maybe she was just sad about her boyfriend, like, getting <laughs> got. <laughs> I mean, technically, her side has control over her boyfriend now, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, but, she, but like, Barbatorum does or whatever, like, she does it. Oh, that's true. That's awkward. Barbie's yeah. got her boyfriend. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, Ellie fucking comes in clutch, and Andy uses the rocket launcher, because, you know, what better time than demon than lawyers? And unfortunately, I'm sure it did not do anything. Other than give them a, a minute, not even a minute. It was you know? probably really annoying, though. Oh, it was probably really annoying. I mean, she, you know, her getting shot sucked. So maybe it gave them a couple minutes. Yeah. So I don't know if it hurt. fucked Barbatorum over at all, but probably not. Yeah. And it's upsetting that it like that he looks like Johannes, you know, because I still think Johannes really like sacrificed himself to help everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, he's still in Johannes, so <coughs> yeah. But yeah, he's just like poor Johannes. Yeah. I know that fucking sucks, man. I know. I bet he's making him play a song that he really hates too. <laughs> That's just that demon bullshit, you know. <laughs> or just yeah, something that reminds him about like a really traumatic event in his past, <laughs> or like ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall, yeah, or like no. I don't know, just an annoying song. Maybe like making it slightly off key. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, just making it demonically bad. <laughs> it's like that's actually the cause of this despair Rose felt, not really even the shears, <laughs> just like that fucking terrible music. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, but still. <clears throat> All right. So now we get to talk about our pale in comparison section, how this compares to pale. So have you read this? <laughs> I read it. Okay. So Jenny hasn't read the full chapter but i copied and pasted some paragraphs that you wanted to talk about because and I, think I was close to it yeah this is toward the beginning of the chapter and um <laughs> this is when we learned that verona has learned <laughs> at least somewhat about diabolism it's like oh fuck <laughs> i mean like you know for this podcast and everything i do kind of want you know <laughs> like them to be in a situation and then for them to meet like a weird tree guy with a bird and for it to be like i'm like thorber and i'm here to help you mm. or whatever you know like that'd be so like exciting and lit but also like this isn't the like scooby-doo and the harlem globetrotters episodes or whatever like this is like <laughs> this is like the opposite <laughs> this is like scooby-doo and the harlem we're, we're not <laughs> here to do a crossover so <clears throat> and that would be yeah, not the same vibe of a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> just to be, you know. I mean, I'd be so hype. No, I mean, if... I'm not saying it wouldn't be hype. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you can't really say that it's like <laughs> fucking vibe. 
I think they would both be. They're both amazing in different ways. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. That was a great episode. <laughs> um, but but it was exciting to be like, you know, diabolism. <laughs> she said it. Um, <clears throat> I'm like, oh my gosh. And just the fact that she's like, you know, there wasn't a field of practice that didn't tap into it. There wasn't anything that was safe from that vague worry that an obscure spell book could actually have the wrong sort of summoning or symbols left in it. And it's just like, what? <laughs> Why is no one mentioned before? Like, oh yeah, like you might just summon a demon and you just Whoopsies. have you just have to live with that. Like <laughs> you just the fact that that is possible all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing it's very, very <sighs> rare or uncommon, but uh... yeah, I mean, there's all these, like, I think, so the two demonicish references we've had in the story so far are the the splinter in that one chick's familiar, and then the the doll thing that Clem got in, like, the ugly mummy doll five thing. or whatever, right. Um, and we've, you know, we've met so many people and seen so many different types of things and like, um, you know, the, the Duchamps are in this book and I mean, fucking the Bahames are here. Like we see astronomers, we see, um, well, sort of, we've like barely touched on it recently, but there's elementalists, like, I don't know. There's just all sorts of different things, uh, in both of the stories <clears throat> and we haven't met any diabolists, you know? And so presumably there aren't that many of them and like the fact that demons haven't destroyed everything yet suggests that like they're they're not all powerful um i mean Mm -hmm. rose talks about a couple chapters ago that like you know the the weakness of the diabolists is that nobody fucking likes them like like no one wants demons to (laughs) fuck everything up or you know from the you know basically and so people do want to stop them um <clears throat> and yeah, I don't know. I just it was exciting and frightening and wild to hear Verona talk about this. I mean, in a way it's kind of refreshing to hear someone in pale acknowledge the fact that this does exist and is real and mm-hmm. is a concern. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of an exciting like tiny little bit of like and and the way she compares it to horror practice of like hmm there's a little bit of like diabolism can be in any aspect of the practice, which is not really how I think about it with Pact. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's kind of just in your face all the time, right? But also, like, it's very much like here's a demon that we're going to try to get to do something or mm-hmm. another, or like mm-hmm. here's the thing that we're going to do to try to stop demons from doing anything. Not like the way Verona approaches the practice, which is just like jumbling everything all up together and like you know alchemy and um crazy diagrams and um i don't know word shenanigans and law Mm -hmm. like there's so many different things that just like verona kind of has cool experience with and i Mm -hmm. don't necessarily think of demons as touching on all those things but i guess they can they can well on that note (laughs) i'm kind of interested now what this is gonna be um we're gonna talk about malia's bold and specific prediction yay yay all right hit us with it god it's just like in one chapter we get the the zombie things basically resolved like i don't know if they're like gone definitely like maybe they could still grab someone and fuck them up but like you know i don't think anyone's gonna be like oh you are my brother i love you (laughs) like (laughs) from this point um face all is like i mean i was assuming face all was dead but i guess maybe not dead um but totally taken over uh barbatorum's here uh the rocket launcher went and we still have like 12 fucking chapters to resolve this story and (laughs) so i guess yeah i'm missing some sort of like culmination for blake and so i need that and i don't know if that means like blake has to come out or we have to see blake and rose kind of decide and agree for the ultimate self-sacrificial move of XYZ. Um, I feel like we need some sort of re- resolution with green eyes. Um, I still feel like maybe something with Alexis, but also there's like demons. How, okay. How are we going to stop them? Okay. Yes. Um, 
We already used too much of the Behame power, so I don't think they can, like, just, like, reverse anything. Um, Grandma Rose wants Rose to live long enough and not have any babies so that their family line ends. But first we have to live through today. Um, what do the demon lawyers want? The demon lawyers want to make an example of the Thorburns who are trying to stop being Diabolus. Sort of. I mean, yeah. Sorry for blowing in my microphone. Okay. What can stop demons? The fact that nobody likes them. All right. Here's a stupid prediction. Ms. Lewis has been working with Grandma Rose and is going to betray the lawyers, which will somehow stop the demons. Maybe she'll somehow get face all. She'll steal the pipes from Barbara. They'll steal the pipes from Barbatorum and face all will fix it. So an actual somewhat prediction is that like they're going to get the pipes and get face all to fix it. But yeah, Miss Lewis is gonna do it. <laughs> <'Cause when> <laughs> I- <laughs> that feels bold. That's pretty bold. <laughs> I like it. I like need you to- at this point. I need you to type it to write it down. And how's the uh how's the I guess the spreadsheet? The spreadsheet along? pretty good. Um I'm up to like the middle of the of like two episodes ago. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Some of the ones that I've done are hard for me to decide whether or not they're like yeses or noes or what, but we can also figure that out for sure at the end. Very true. We'll, we can go through it at the end and talk about it. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, we've got a previous discussion question, but the <laughs> problem is, guys, we can't see any of the answers. <laughs> so we might just have to skip it. Uh... Well, so the question was, who is your other verse OTP? And... Um, the right answer was Ainsley and Peter. <laughs> Except, I don't know. Because <laughs> maybe it's Rose and, um, Alistair, and maybe it's Rose and Grandma Rose and Eamon, and maybe it's Blake and Green Eyes, and maybe it's Ambrose and Alexis. This and is maybe how sad it's I am, Malia, because, like, I forgot Turtle what Queen. OTP meant. You know what comes up when you Google OTP? Oh, no. One-time password. <laughs> There you go. New discussion question. <laughs> who is your other verse one-time password? Who yeah, tell us your the passwords best? to your who accounts. Would... No, not no, okay, that's not what I mean. <laughs> okay, that didn't come across well. But I'm trying to say, if you had to use an other verse character for a password, who would be your pick? <laughs> no, still too sketchy. All still right. Sketchy. Am I coming across I... like I'm gonna steal everyone's identity? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so okay, i think fine. otp stands for one true pairing it does yes uh <laughs> so i think of it as just like your favorite ship um i feel like i did manage to see that a couple weeks ago kippos commented or a couple days ago whatever it was what is time that elliot and miss lewis is her OTP, <laughs> which made Good. me really happy <laughs> elliot yep <laughs> Um, huh? Did she did she give a rationale why? I think just the way he was talking about her in one of the episodes. Oh, okay. Um, but I also think maybe he was trying to like throw me off of the fact that she's super evil. Um, Mm. but yeah, so shout out to that answer. Do you have a favorite ship in the other verse, Jenny? It doesn't have to be packed. Uh, putting me on the spot right now. Bubble and Toadie's a pretty good one. There's so many good good ones. ones. I like Jasmine and Anthem. That's fun. That's a good one. Oh, I remember actually, I think Kippos' actual answer was Brie and Zed. Or Bread. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bread's the best. They're great. They're great. They're no Ainsley and Peter, but... (laughs) Thank, I mean, well, yeah, but that's because... uh. I'm so obsessed with Ainsley and Peter. (laughs) I'm so obsessed with a lot of things. Would you call them Painsley? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds good painsley because peter is a pain he's a pain he's a pain yeah painsley painsley and rose and, rose and alistair would be like jantham maybe that's not quite as good Jan- jantham sounds fun <laughs> that does sound fun jantham uh um, yeah i don't know fucking ship names and then but that's it's also only doing like relationship like romantic relationship when like you should do any ships right we could they could be 
I mean, what? Blake and Evan is probably the ultimate OTP. That yeah, the, in oh, terms yeah. of They're like best soulmates for sure, for yeah. sure. But like, <clears throat> what about like what? Since you didn't like my like identity thieving question, <laughs> <sighs> so judgy, Malia. <laughs> what about like who's what's what's the best other verse name to go on an actual ship? You mean like <laughs> like pick like a boat. <laughs> If you had a boat and you had to name it for the other room, what would you pick? Yes. <laughs> Bonus points if it's a ship name. Like a ship ship name. Like a ship ship name. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so tell us what you would name your boat. <laughs> it has to be other verse themed. Or tell us a ship. Maybe it's the one you like the best and, and your name for it. Like bread. Yeah, I mean that's a weird name for a ship, like a boat. Yeah. And also tell us or what like, type of ship. Yes, you could be like in terms of red like, because is it, a- it attracts the fish. Or I don't know. <laughs> is it a little speedboat? Is it? Mm. Is it like a pirate ship? Is it a tugboat? <laughs> is it? Yeah, is it a yacht. You know, there's so many options. Yeah, basically, just tell us about ships and ships, ships and ships, and their names, and their names. And the, the sad race. thing is, we probably can't put this on Reddit, at least for a little bit, until the protesting is done. But that's okay, because you have lots of time to think of your shipping ship ships. Yes. Also, you can go on our Discord, and we'll try to, um, try to find that find those ships. answers. Um, this makes me think <laughs> of the fact that our mom was probably named after a tugboat. Do you know about this? No. What? <laughs> so... And how do I not know about this? (laughs) There's a whole bunch of women um, that are like in their 60s (laughs) whose names are Cheryl Ann because there was a tugboat on TV in what around that time when they were born called the Cheryl Ann. So there's like a Facebook group that I think mom's a part of that are like people (laughs) named after a tugboat. I don't know if she definitely is. Cheryl Ann Tugboat. What? But mom was maybe named after Tugboat. Her, her Ann is not spelt correctly, but... So she's um, like... But she's got it. She's a little different then. Yeah. She's a special one. Yeah, she's a cool... Mom's named after a Tugboat. You're named after a street sign. <laughs> what am I, man? I'm just a name. It's so. It's also so weird because you're the firstborn daughter. and I'm the firstborn daughter. And I she have agonized over name. my name. <laughs> she she's still pissed off that she didn't name that me Catherine you, Grace. Right, that I my name isn't Catherine Grace. I'm like, this is your fault, mom. And she's like, but Malia, but Catherine Grace. And I'm always like, why did you name her Jenny? Like, why? And she, they were just like, I don't know, it was a nice name. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not wrong, but why is none of the like name angst put onto Jenny? <laughs> your your first your first shot at this situation. <laughs> And then yeah, you know. we're pregnant with a girl and she was like, Catherine Grace. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Sorry, mom. That ship has sailed. <laughs> uh, <sighs> man. Yeah, that was very groundworthy. But that's okay. <laughs> I've had people tell me I look like a Katie before. So who knows? Maybe in another universe, I'm Catherine Grace. But see, it wouldn't have been Katie. It would have been Kate. Here's what mom would have called her. Yeah, but like I can pick my own damn nickname. I mean, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like well, people have told me I look like a Kate as well, but I don't know. Whatever that means. Whatever Kate Whatever or Katie looks means. like, you know. <laughs> so, um, some white chick basically. That's what I look like. Spoilers. I am a white chick. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Oh, this is so weird. Well, welcome back, guys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so the Facebook group is called Cheryl's Named After a Tugboat, and there's 1.8 thousand likes. Wow. And our mom is one of them. That's wonderful. I did not know that. Thank you yeah. for educating me. Yeah. On this. Yeah. Damn. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you know, guys, on that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod 
on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans if we ever manage to post it, uh, which no rush because fight the power and fight whatnot. the power. That's right. Um, but we might post one <laughs> and you can answer our discussion question there and you can share your thoughts on this episode um, or go to our discord at doofmedia.com slash discord and share your thoughts there in the meantime. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 16.2 and 16.3. All right. Fun fact time that I'm going to butcher because (laughs) everyone butchers this. But who knows? Maybe I won't. Okay. She sells seashells by the seashore. Yes! Well, it was likely written about an 1800s female paleontologist who sold dinosaur bones. Which is really pretty fucking cool. cool. Good for her. I know. So I guess, so it's saying um, it's thought to have been by inspired by Mary Anning, um, who was born in 1799. She ran a little fossil stand um, on Dorset Beach in England, um, also known as the Jurassic Coast, just because there's a fuck ton of dinosaur bones there. Um, she also was responsible for finding some of the first dinosaur fossils, including a complete 200 million year old ichthyosaurus skeleton that she came across when she was 12 years old. Whoa. So she is more accomplished than I will ever be. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. okay though. We can't all be, we can't all have a tongue twister, you know, written about us. I'm now realizing that I think that subconsciously I thought that that was like about Molly Malone or whatever, like the song, like she wheels her wheelbarrow through the streets, broad and narrow, crying cockles and muscles, alive, alive, oh, because those are shells. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> and she does sell them. I guess Dublin's not by the seashore. I don't know about geography. Don't at me. Well, I mean, it has to be <laughs> close enough to get the cockles and muscles at least right so right and like is is the problem the seashore and how far away it is or the shells and whether or not they're actually fucking fossils (laughs) that's a great question (laughs) i'm melting (laughs) this was fun i'm glad you're back me too i'm glad i'm back i hope it keeps on going and you know it's funny What's that? Is there still a chance that we finish this podcast before Pale ends? <laughs> yep. And that's even if we... Because, uh, I mean, I don't know. We're probably going to be covering 16.2, 16.3. But mm-hmm. I'm also going to say, depending on how crazy it is, you know, I depending on the chapter, I won't be surprised if you're like, I need to just talk about this <laughs> chapter. Oh, no. So we're just going to we're just going to play it by ear. We can do two. We can do one. Whatever you want to do cool we're flexible because it's our podcast and we can do that um i'll leave you guys just as we started off with a reading from the bible (laughs) (laughs) same one (laughs) judges chapter 16 verse 1 samson at gaza one day samson went to gaza he saw a prostitute there and he had sex with her the end the end (laughs) that was the new catholic bible version which they're probably pretty similar in all the other ones. But thank you for listening. And um, on that note, have a great week. Yay. Bye. 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 <laughs>